Ciao ragazzi! This is Katie Portanova, and you're listening to Florence and Me. I'm a lover of stories and all things Italian, and I'm going to bring you all that in this podcast. My intention is to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone and explore life and travel the world. Join me as I tell you my story and many others about Italy and my love, Florence. Andiamo! Ciao tutti! It's Katie again, back for another episode. Today we're going to talk about Tuscan Hilltowns. And I'm going to do some of the ones I visited and also ones that are on my bucket list. Talk about um, uniqueness on all these these um, hill towns. Um, yeah. So if you're thinking about visiting Tuscany, I would put write these places down. Um, I'll put them all in the show notes so you know how to write them um, correctly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I thought I'd start with... Um, a town I visited a long time ago, um, and the town's name is Volterra. Volterra is kind of on the edge of Tuscany, and it's closer to the sea, um, almost, um, and it's like on the border of Maremma and, um, Tuscany, the two, well, Maremma's in Tuscany, but Maremma's that small part of Tuscany that's along the coast where Grosseto is where Argentario is which oh god I gotta talk about that one too I love Argentario anyway Volterra is a hilltop town and when I visited it it this town with a friend of mine um now almost more than 10 years ago feels like um it was kind of a gloomy day but it was um I've, I never thought of visiting this place, especially from Florence, because it's about, uh, it's more than an hour, I feel. Um, but this town's very um, unique. There's not a lot of tourists that go here, which is another great reason why I'm telling you this. Um, it's known for their alabaster uh, workshops. Um, also, there's a really incredible Etruscan museum in the city walls um it also has like on the outside of the town there's old ruins and stuff from the etruscan time so it's very it's very interesting to see it because inside the walls it's all very um you know all tuscan like um but outside you see like portions of the etruscan ruins and like it's it's really cool um the in the main square the there's the oldest town hall in Tuscany now this I did not know of I did not know it when I visited this place it's called Palazzo dei Priori Priori um it's now it's not the town hall it's actually a museum now so you can visit it um which is sounds like a cool thing to do um what's really interesting about another inter I keep saying interesting um (laughs) An amazing tidbit about Volterra is that you can actually see the sea from the top of it in certain ways, in certain positions. Not in every viewpoint, but if you're facing um, the sea, you can see it. 
So this was a strategic um, uh, military type situation for Florence. Because if during um, the Renaissance and during the Medici rule, this town could spot intruders from the sea. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I did not know that until my father-in-law told me that. I never learned that anywhere else. And actually, I was looking up an article that said that, and I have none <laughs> that said that. Um, so, yeah, Volterra is, again, not touristy. So, there's not, like, you know, something specific that, like, Michelangelo was there or anything. But it's a really, really, really cool, unique place to stay, um, to visit, to stay. You could stay. Um, there's a lot of amazing villas outside of Volterra, too. Um, so, yeah. That's Volterra. And moving on to Cortona. Now, Cortona is... I just visited Cortona in 2021 with Chelsea and her amazing um, retreat. And I have always wanted to visit Cortona, but Cortona is very, very touristy and very, very small. Okay, there's a few... There's a few. There's a lot of side streets. There's a tiny little um, main square where there's like some pubs and cafes to have to have an aperitivo. There's nice restaurants down the main main strip, um, and a lot of cool shops like um, my friend Laura that I met that makes these amazing cashmere things, leather vegan leather bags. Oh my god. One of these days I want to bring a group there because Laura is amazing. Um, and then there's also a really cool jewelry store, um, jewelry maker that I met with Chelsea called Del Brenna. And Del Brenna, they have this amazing um, uh, workshop and show showroom at, at, in the basement of this really old building. And they have like shop uh, storefronts on the main strip as well. So you can always just buy it, you know, on the strip. But yeah, so that's an awesome, another thing that I would love to take people to because I had such a great time with Sebastian and, um, and his wife. Um, so yeah, I loved Cortona, but I didn't like that there was a lot of tourists and a lot of Americans particularly. And you're probably wondering why. If you're not, if you're not aware of the movie Under the Tuscan Sun, or the book rather, by Frances Mays, um, she made that town what it is today. And I mean, a lot of people I've asked, I asked all the people that live there, um, and like work there, like, what do you think about Frances Mays? Like, you know, making it very touristy, making it very, there's a lot of Americans and they all were like, we're happy she's here. Like, I think at first they didn't like it, but, um, when the movie came out and everything, I mean, people just fell in love with the fact that they were bringing people to Cortona. Cortona is a very small hill town. Um, yes. So there's really not much outside of that main square, which, um, when you walk into Cortona, there's this beautiful archway. It's really steep too. Um, I walked around a little bit cause I love getting lost, um, by myself. So there's really cool, like photo ops and stuff with cats and like cool shutters um, and then there's like a, 
like a, a circle drive on the other side of the main square where you could have this beautiful view of Tuscany and beautiful view from the, the top of Cortona. And it's just breathtaking. I can't, I, I still look back at those pictures that I, when I was there, I'm like, oh God, it's beautiful. I understand why Frances Mays moved there. Um, and I actually saw her in the court in one of the um, piazzas with her husband, which I didn't know was her until she left. Um, but she's in her 80s now and her husband, I'm not sure how old he is, but, um, but yeah, kind of cool. Um, I met some really cool people when I visited there with, uh, with Chelsea. So recommend, I recommend, I recommend, um, yes, Cortona is very beautiful. Um, okay. Then the next one I want to talk about that I've been to is Monte Rigioni. Monte Rigioni is a one square hamlet. It's like from the, you can see this um, structure from the autostrada or superstrada, which is like a highway, not an expressway, not the autostrada. Um, anyway, and it's surrounded, it's a walled in city and it has its original towers, not all of them, not the tops of them, but you definitely see it as like a circular hamlet, a circular um, walled in city. And they're um, very much preserved. Um, you can now walk around the the wall, which we did not do, me and Stefano, um, because I think they were working on it when we were there. Um, we went there in 2012, um, visited there on one of our trips, um, our week trip to Asciano and Monterigioni was on the way there. So we actually visited it just for a day and had like lunch. Um, there's really, there's not a lot to do here besides walk around the town, take pictures, go to some of the shops. There's restaurants, um, pubs, uh, well, my cafes, I think. Um, but you could easily do this city in like a half day, not even maybe two hours. Um, if you wanted to stay for lunch a little longer, um, there is a museum, an armory museum. I did not see, uh, we didn't go to it because Stefano doesn't like museums. So there's things to see like medieval helmets and medieval garb and stuff like that. So it's a really, it's something you won't see anywhere else. I've never seen a town like this, um, in Tuscany. I'm sure there's some similar, but this is a great thing. Um, if you're interested in learning more about, um, the war between Siena and Florence, cause this was, the town was built by Siena as a defensive post outpost to, you know, uh, defend against Florence. So it's not actually a town. So it was actually just a fortress to keep out the Florentines. Um, there's a big long story with that. I'm going to talk about that someday. I need more information. So I will look it up. Um, okay. Let's see where else. Um, I've been, okay. San Gimignano. San Gimignano is, one of the towns I visited uh, back 20 years ago, the first, uh, one of the first towns I visited um, with my um, study abroad group, it's, it's one street guys. And there's these beautiful towers. Um, there's about 14 left standing. They're 13th century uh, tower houses. And they were, um, it, it, they were made to um, have this, 
feeling and show that they are full of wealth and power. So a lot of these, each one of the towers, um, th there were a lot more, um, but right now there's 14 left, but each one of the towers were, were owned by a very well-off um, medieval family, um, uh, Tuscan family that um, could, it could protect them from when enemies would arrive. Um, it also was something what I remember because what some of the towns that I remember visiting with my study abroad group, I remember like little trinkets of information, like trivia stuff. And I remember our guide in San Gimignano said, you know, the the towers were made for, like I said, protection, also to show wealth and power, but also like they would attack their their enemies by like pouring hot water on them or hot something like from the top of the tower. Um, so I can totally see that happening. I'm sure it was in like Game of Thrones or I don't know, but like those are that really happened. <laughs> um, there's only one tower that you can climb to the top. It's called Torre Grossa. And when you climb to the top, you have this beautiful panoramic view of Tuscany. And again, San Gimignano is a hilltop town. Um, and it, you can see from miles and miles. Oh, it's just beautiful. And there's plenty of restaurants and cafes. That town is very, very touristy. So I would recommend definitely going in the morning and not in the afternoon. Because in the afternoon... I think it gets even more touristy. <clears throat> you could easily stay here for two hours, maybe a little bit longer if you want to have lunch, but it's not something that's going to take up your whole day. Um, but there's plenty of souvenir shops, really cute purses, bag shops, everything. We 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 shop for everything. We we I took them to San Gimignano this past trip. Unfortunately, it was raining most of the time, but we still got our shopping in and got to um, uh, see it. You know. Um, yes, so San Gimignano, a place to go. Very, very cute, very, very beautiful. Um, San Gimignano. Okay, then the next town I want to talk about is Certaldo Alto. Certaldo, I've talked about, I think, a little bit on here. Maybe not. Maybe I wanted to talk about it. Chortaldo, I'll be honest, there's not much to see. Um, I went here with a bunch of friends when I lived in Florence um, for like an aperitivo, um, just for an evening. Um, it's one street as well. There are a few restaurants to have um, an aperitivo, dinner, lunch. Um, and there's a really cool um, Palazzo Pretorio uh, that you can visit. I believe it was the... Um, uh, the city hall as well and then they made it into a museum and then there's plenty of shops um, that you could shop in um, but again I think it's more of the view again I went in during the evening so I don't I don't think I was really impressed by Chertaldo but in the in during the day when they have like the open air markets it's it's really pretty my mother-in-law can can um can agrees with me on that because it's like a very pretty town but that again it's a half an hour from Florence, um, by car, um, but it's just something to see, something different. It's actually the home of a medieval poet, Boccaccio, and those of you that studied in Florence, you might have had to read the Decameron. That's Boccaccio, Giovanni Boccaccio. He was born there. So, onward to 
Okay, this is... I'm going to go to a couple that I haven't visited it. Visited it. Ugh. Visited yet. There we go. <laughs> Pitignano. Pitignano is a town that actually Maria, who owns the villa, Antica Sosta, she went there last year and I saw her post about it. I'm like, oh my God, I want to go there. And she said, oh my God, it's beautiful. Um, this one is located in Maremma, which is what I was talking about with um, Volterra, which is near Volterra. But it's it's quite a track. I believe it's about an hour and a half from uh, Florence. It might be a little bit longer. Maybe that's from Picasso Florentino. And Pitignano was constructed out of volcanic rock or tufa rock. And it sits, it just like looks like, it looks like those, um, you know, when people like do sandcastles and they carve the, the, they build it up and then they carve the houses on the edge of the sand and stuff. It looks just like that. Look up Pitignano, P-I-T-I-G-L-I-A-N-O. Um, I don't have a lot of information about it. Again, this is one of the cities I really want to take people to and I want to learn more about it. Um, it's not as touristy. It's not as, um, as they would say, manicured as some of the other towns I've talked about earlier, but it's really, really magical, beautiful place. Um, from what I can tell, um, there's a long history that dates back to the Etruscans. There's, um, actually a, um, a, a road that goes around it that nobody really knows why it goes around it. Um, some of the things um, that I read about was saying that either it was for like a funeral procession that they were like digging for things like back then in the rock and the in the soil. Um, and there was something else that was about, oh, for water. Like the water was like, that's how they, they had the water flow down from the top. Um, maybe there was a river there. There's a lot of these like, um, speculations about it because nobody really knows. So that's like kind of like a ghost kind of story, right? I don't know. So I love ghost stories. Um, I should talk about ghost stories in Italy. There are some. Oh my God. There's some really scary ones, guys. Um, anyway, that's another, that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> So let's see. Did I say all the ones I wanted to say? Um, the other one I kind of wanted to talk about, which I didn't put in my 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 blog post that I just posted, was Pienza. Now Pienza is one I've actually visited, and I visited with um, Chelsea because it was close to Castiglione Fiorentino. Um, this is another one street town, like the historic town. The thing that I will say about Pienza is all I'm going to say flowers. There are flowers everywhere. And if you look up Pienza, P-I-E-N-Z-A, you'll see just a bunch of flowers. Like everyone has their own beautiful garden of flowers and pots outside their little cute little doors. And it's amazing. There's like vines everywhere. It's like a jungle, but so picturesque. There's a part of Pienza. There's like a kind of a circle walkway um, behind some of the houses where you can look out over the hilltops and you can actually see like these beautiful views of Tuscany and a different part of Tuscany. There's really cool architecture there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quintessential Tuscany, Pienza, um, around there as well. Um, what I remember there, just a little 
little tidbits. You do have to pay for parking. Um, and parking is really tight. So, um, better be good at parking. It's the same with a lot of the other places I mentioned as well. A lot of the times you have to pay for parking when you go to these towns. That's how those, these towns make money, man. It's not very, it's not very much either. Usually it's like two euro an hour or something like that. It's not that bad. Um, but yeah, there's a really amazing restaurant there. Oh God. Um, oh God. The townhouse. I think it was the townhouse restaurant. I had the most amazing burger. I remember it because I had to call Stefano and he was sleeping and I said, oh my God, this burger is amazing. We have to come back. <laughs> That's what I remember. Beautiful, beautiful garden at this, at this restaurant. We ate amazingly. Um, yeah, it was great. And, um, so yeah, th that's the last one I'll talk about, but these are some really amazing must-see hill towns. If you're planning on coming to Tuscany, um, to visit, um, in a, in an upcoming episode, me and, me and Julia are going to talk about like visiting the places in Italy that maybe perhaps in the future you want to move to, um, a little, a little like uh, information on that. Like we know a lot of people that come to Italy and either they've never been and they just decide they're moving here, moving there, or they are moving for a guy, a girl, um, and they have no idea what the life is like. They have no idea what the difference is between vacationing and living in Italy. And so we're gonna talk about some of those things we learned as being residents of Florence um, and now she's a resident of Northern Italy. Um, just some things to think about if you're ever thinking about moving to Italy in the future, um, which I will be doing with my, with my husband, with Stefano in the future, about 15 years guys. So <laughs> unless I win the lottery and you know, I'm ready to build my house. Anyway, so that is about it for today. Um, I hope this was informative. Remember, you could always leave me a message in the speak pipe. If you have questions, you want me to talk about something specific, any questions about living abroad, any questions about the food, the wine. I love, love questions. Please, please, please leave me a message. Um, I'll leave all that in the show notes. Um, but in, uh, that's it. That's it for today. Allora, buongiorno, buonasera, buonanotte, wherever you are. And I'll see you back here next time. A presto. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. I am beyond grateful for you listening to my podcast right now. I am so excited to share my journey of living abroad and all of my stories of Florence and Italy and all the places in between that I've visited. If this has reached you in any way and you would like to continue, please subscribe now. Also, go check out my website, trulyitaly.tours, for all my travel experiences. Ci si vede. Ciao.